0: Do our voices sound good? How do we sound in these microphones? What does this microphone sound like? I
1: think it's going to sound good. The microphone sounds good.
0: Well, you're not even you're not fucking even in that talking microphone. to it. Hi, oh, microphone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I saw that. That was big in the microphone there. It was b- Nick's big in the microphone. <laughs> Nick's, to
2: Nick's be, big I, in I, the, I the microphone, trying to be game. big in, in, in my, you know.
0: Yeah. It sound better if we got a baboo. No requests. I've never been able to do a baboo, and it's like a, a source of shame for me. Have you ever tried? Oh, yeah. I mean, I used to try on the old podcast. Like, in the, you know, no. Uh-uh.
1: Oh, let's hear it. No. Chris, this is episode 299. This is your last chance <laughs> to do not, a boo boo. Why is that true? Uh, did you not hear me just now? <laughs> it's your last chance to do a boo boo. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Please?
0: I can't. For I, me? Okay. Chris, you, I've sat next to you for If you for guys th- do it to remind me what it actually sounds like, I will try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. That's what a boo boo sounds uh, like. Okay. I don't January 26th, 2017, this is Idle Thumbs 299. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. I'm Jake Rodkin. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Here we are. Welcome Back in the studio. Yep, we did it. We did it. We did do it this week earlier, (laughs) and now we're doing it again, sort of. We're re-recording part of this episode because we did a bad job. We think
1: so. If you watched it on Twitch, welcome to the new content. Yeah. Fans fans were dissatisfied. <laughs> uh, they found that the the the, the resolution uh, of the opening of Idle Thumbs two ninety nine was dissatisfactory. Yeah. So after a massive write in campaign over the last two days, mm-hmm. we've decided to come back into the studio and give people a far more
0: pleasing conclusion. You know what's weird about well, this? introduction to, to really. the first half of Idle Thumbs two ninety nine. Well, yeah. to the first like fourth. Really, the first half ends <laughs> the same Will in the same way. None of this means anything, although what's weird actually is that this has never happened before. I mean, it's been the case in the past, especially early in the podcast run, that we would re- just redo segments or we'd redo entire episodes, not all the time, but more more than never. I would
1: say a little under a dozen probably of the first, of the first, of 50, the first 50 had like yeah, spot yeah. re-records or like retaking it halfway through the session in the studio or whatever.
0: But, th- but those were never of, like those just went in you know, a hole and died. Whereas our failed attempt at the opening of this podcast is live on, is just archived on Twitch forever. So our mistakes are just in the world now. Yeah. It's, yeah. Weird. it's, it's weird too to bad. About. Um, speaking of our mistakes being in the world, actually. So <laughs> uh, you may. <laughs> it's you, like a kid that we had. We just can't kill. Yeah. It's just out there. Yep. Well, <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, okay. All right.
0: <laughs> Interesting comparison, Nick.
2: Or a baby, if you will. Anyway, continue. That's not better.
0: (laughs) That's not better. Or like a cute animal. Yeah. That's, yes. It's weird that you guys are, like, on the same page about (laughs) this. No, no, of
1: course. I was trying to see if I could come up with one that was worse, but also better, but not really any better, notably. Better in
0: real life, worse in a movie. (laughs) Right? Yeah, yeah, you're unforgivable if you kill a dog. Yes. People getting killed in a movie, not good, but we can, like, accept it, even if it's terrible. Animal getting intentionally killed in a movie unforgivable the, always that's a terrible person who does it yeah I guess the terrible person kills a baby as well but like maybe it's like Rosemary's baby but when they kill a baby it's like edgy it's not it's like it's, <laughs> it's personal
1: and there's like usually a reason for right. like people kill an animal in a movie like that is just coded to mean they are evil and do this thing right. for no yes. reason yeah, whereas yeah. you always kill a person to move the plot forward mm-hmm. I
0: mean you kill an animal to move right the plot forward or because too, Satan so. came out of you yeah yeah. That's true, but like it's justified. I right. would say, yeah,
1: or it like reveals something about your character. That's I guess like, she doesn't that's kill interesting. That baby.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's just so so simple to kill an animal, Chris. <laughs> this is the second time in the history of Idle Thumbs you have freaked me out by looking at me and saying something about an animal.
1: Was it the one that spiders thing?
0: Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> and in, Nick was not present for this, but in an ancient GDC episode. Jake declared that he sometimes sees spiders where there are none (laughs) and then sort of just stared at me laughing and I was actually kind of freaked out Uh, anyway Uh, that clip may be heard next week oh that's true, Jake is doing a special thing for the 300th anniversary (laughs) anniversary. our third millennium speaking of demon babies (laughs) join us for our 300th <laughs> year of Idle Thumbs, our undying attempt to podcast to you. So you were trying to get eternity. to something important. I was trying to get to something important. Um, and then we failed. Welcome to Idle Thumbs. Yeah. So last week at the end of the podcast, we mentioned that the the focus of the show is uh, kind of changing and um, not going to really center explicitly around video games uh, in in the way that it has for, you know some would claim has for the, uh, the entirety of its run so far. And pe- we got a bunch of different responses about that. I mean, uh, honestly, the majority of the responses we got were quite encouraging, which I was was really gratifying and relieving. Um, other people were more upset. Other people were sort of ambivalent. Um, you, there were really every reaction you could imagine come in, which is not a, not a surprise. Um, but I was happy to see that a lot of people were willing to at least – Um, give us the benefit of the doubt. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because we discovered as we recorded this week's podcast that we probably need the benefit of the doubt a little bit (laughs) because we don't really quite know what we're doing. It actually kind of does feel to me how it felt when we first started doing this podcast. But when we really get going this time, look out, Serial. Look out, (laughs) Gimlet Media. Yeah. We're coming for you. IdleThumbs.net. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just bringing this up to say that if we have off episodes, I mean, you know, we've always had off episodes, but um, if we have off episodes now, it's it is definitely because we are trying to figure out what sort of cohesive core we find to uh, build this podcast around. I I was considering going into some of the reasons for, at least from my perspective, why we're making this change. But I don't know if I don't know if you guys think that's even valuable. I don't know if it's invaluable. (laughs) <laughs> Classic flammable, <inflammable laughs> wow. situation This is wow. like some kind of paradox Yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know if it's inflammable Yeah It's, <laughs> it's
0: lit Oh my god Ooh.
2: Anyway, as, we were, saying, yeah, as uh, we were saying Benefit of the doubt, etc
0: <laughs> Yeah Okay, well, you know what? I will I will say so And I, we have a timer now So I'm going to limit it to 30 seconds Okay, ready? Yeah um, So for, for me, one of the things that has happened Over the course of doing Idle Thumbs is I have really, really, really loved developing rapport with you guys and with the other hosts who have who have sort of been part of the podcast over the years. Um, and I have found that in my life generally these days, it has gotten increasingly difficult for me to structure my life such that I can play enough video games to reliably have stuff to talk about on the podcast, which means I end up feeling either guilty about not playing enough, or stressed about trying to play enough to have enough to talk about in the podcast, and it actually has worsened my relationship with video games in a way that- You mean your relationship with me, Jake Rodkin. <laughs> with, <laughs> yes, <it's laughs> I, exactly. Um, my hope is that if we can find a way to make this podcast a sort of fun and engaging thing that still has a point, um, which remains to be seen, um, I think my life will feel healthier and, uh, and more manageable. Um, That's me. Yep. Um, And, you know, my
1: existence on this podcast has been predicated on Chris being interested in playing video games because um, generally what I do is just talk about the games Chris is playing, which is totally garbage. So, um, you know, I'm still here doing what I do, which is just talking about whatever Chris talks about. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Just saying, Chris, just telling it like it is. No, I mean, that's not true. Um, I mean, it's partly true
0: thanks Jake <laughs> 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 I'll say
1: something far more meaningful two or three episodes from now when I've actually had a chance to think about sure. what I mean to say i'm yeah. I'm bad at that saying that quickly. I'm sorry it's fine in in related news, um, we're recording this episode for a second time, partly for that reason <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, so that's that you know if um if as we get through this you guys want to uh do uh, to us uh, on your podcast feed what you would do to a kid you can't get rid of? That's understandable, <laughs> but we hope that you'll stick around.
0: Not to an animal, though. No, definitely. No. Then you'd be no. evil. Yeah. Um, in terms of, of, uh, I guess to, to continue the theme of like, how are we feeling this week? Um, to 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 bridge into something else. I the other day I was going home from work and uh, I was walking to the train station to get on the metro to go home. And it was raining, and it was shitty, and it was late, and cold, and I felt bad, in part because I had Twitter open, and um, this But is, then, Twitter, this Twitter, is <laughs>
1: Twitter reminded you that it sometimes contains
0: good things. It does. I mean, among the terrible things, I was honestly feeling really, really bummed. Um, and I, I learned then, uh, totally by surprise, I had absolutely no idea this was coming, that the third uh, mashup album by Neil Ciceriega, I hope that's how you pronounce his name, was released. And I immediately started streaming it from data to my phone. It is called Mouth Moods. Yeah. And you might have seen the internet freaking out about it this week.
1: Yeah, Mouth Moods is the third album in a series of, of these by Neil Ciceriega. Um, the previous one. The first one was called Mouth Sounds, the second one is called Mouth Silence, uh, and now we have Mouth Moods. I, I think that the easiest way to describe these actually is just as a comedy mashup remix album. Like their primary purpose, I think, um, at their like most simple level, is just to be funny. The first album, Mouth Sounds. I think to be
0: surprising even more fundamentally than that.
1: Yeah, you're yeah, you're supposed to be just surprised and amused by them. The 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 first album, it's it almost has a sort of unspoken thesis that all Star by Smash Mouth is the Rosetta Stone of pop, <laughs> of pop music yeah. uh, and it and it conveys yeah. this by about every other track um you're hearing just some other familiar song that you know from the 20th century, and then suddenly the lyrics to All-Star by Smash Mouth play over the top, and they overlay perfectly with like the chord structure and progression of that song. And then it sort Or of you or it's just the
0: somebody yeah. from the beginning. Yeah, well, then,
1: then it sort of starts folding over itself, and it almost becomes a game in that first album where you're waiting for All-Star to drop in over the top, but then it'll like pull a twist, and a different Smash Mouth song will play. Or a callback to something earlier in the album that seemed like just an ephemeral uh, drop uh, of some other piece of remix will show up and secretly become the thing that overlays with that, and it ends up becoming this weird, yeah, journey of surprise over the course of the album. And, um, yeah, he's done three of these now, and th- this one, I think, the production quality and just sort of, like, listenability of the third one, I feel is actually at an all-time high. I like, think it's, that's right, yeah. The the, the the amount of detail work in this third album is intense. Mm-hmm. Like, he seems to find a lot of fascination in just the weird vocal tics and oh, yeah. weird, yeah. like, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, I don't know, you know, just... Yeah,
0: yeah, no, I mean, like, the, like the- somebody from All Star is, like, omnipresent in these albums. Um, the, the first track of Mouth Moods, which is the new one, is almost entirely constructed out of these weird, just isolated, out of like the in between, in between words, and yeah, like even mouth th- sounds, if you will, the mouth sounds. I mean, I think that <laughs> I think that he actually sort of micro earworms. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's these these albums are fascinating because they're both like sort of hilarious and often, as you say, very listenable, but also kind of brutal assault to the senses yep. uh, in a really interesting way. And uh, you were saying that. Um, the first album sort of takes All-Star by Smash Mouth as the Rosetta Stone of pop music. I think what these albums kind of demonstrate is that almost any pop song could be the Rosetta Stone to pop music. The but Rosetta of course, stong, stong. Is that what you just said? <laughs> <The> Rosetta Stone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but because Neil Ciceriega is a like weird sort of incepting in on himself a million times internet dork. Of course, the one he chooses is the Shrek song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so and that
1: had also, I think, it's, it had been a popular song to sort of ironically remix into stuff before he did it, and then that, But then this album was just. Well, like, I think
0: that's how he started: is by just being part of that weird yeah. internet. And then it turned thing. into a concept album that's
1: also a weird. I don't know. Um, like, at least for me personally, as a person who doesn't doesn't listen to or associate with a lot of pop music, um, I mean, I li- I listen to it, but it's never like. Popular music has never been a huge part of my identity. Right. Um, I wonder if that is also true of Neil C.C. Regan Because I suspect I know it is. He,
0: he writes a lot of music. Like, He's he, hyper familiar, but clearly doesn't like tribally identify yes, with it. Yes. Because, yeah.
1: like, I, I've, for me, as a person who has, like, obviously a very different interest set and different talents from him, but has that same disassociation from pop music, even though I like it these albums I find listenable and almost, like, reassuring. Um, Because (laughs) Because it speaks to your, like, condition? Yeah, kind of. I mean, like, I can, it's like, I know there are people who listen to these albums and consider them, like, a brutal takedown of X, Y, or Z, of, like, Smash Mouth or of the Beatles, you know, whatever. Like, each, because it happens to, like, collide with a thing that, that a particular... Group or person thinks is awesome or sucks, and it's like it's a takedown, or it's you know mm-hmm. it's so offensive I can't even I can barely listen to this, and I I think that these actually are really more having detached fun with the entirety of pop music, or at a more optimistic read are just kind of a celebration of the the both like. Total listenability and total, like, inane nature of pop music. Mm. Yeah,
0: with the emphasis on the inanity, I would say, differs from album to album. It's interesting to hear you say that because I definitely grew up as someone who was hyper, like, I mean, so until I got involved in the internet game communities that you're describing in the early 2000s, my entire identity was basically were, built around music. You I a mean, rock music and, snob and man. And still to that, well, <laughs> even, I mean, even like greater than my like sort of rock snob stuff was just my like totality of identity with right. music, right? Like that was, prim- that had primacy in my self identity and that was still true years into my online game stuff. I mean, it was really not until I actually got a job in the games industry that that stuff ended up becoming oh, the yeah. bigger I remember, part of my I life. I remember
1: when I met you in person for the first time, you had, like, a shoulder bag, huge-ass DJ headphones, <laughs> yeah. and you were just sort of, like, hunched against the wall outside of, like, an old movie, the movie theater, theater in Berkeley, yeah. like, looking down at the ground with sort of, like, low-lid, disaffected look, and I was <laughs> like, oh, God, he is some fucking music guy. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like, I imagined that you just had, like, a stack of 15 vinyls in that bag, even right. though I'm sure you did not I'm sure you just had like know. your
0: homework. Um, but yeah, I, I I, grew up just, and even definitely deepened in my adolescent years, like deep, 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 like self-identification with music as a musician, you know, not as active musician as I used to be, but like I find that stuff really fascinating and weird and interesting. Yep. To, to loop back around to how I opened the discussion, aside from any of that, this album I think even more so than the previous two mouth moods. I think mouth sounds is still the best of the three, but this one, I think the most of the three is just sort of pure escapism because to your point, Jake, it is the most purely listenable. It has the least of the kind of brutal assault um, of all three. And it's exactly it is truly what I needed this week, even more than I could have imagined. I just it's it's almost an hour long. It's 56 minutes long. And if you can get into it, you can just sink into this weird, bizarro, fucked up musical world for the better part of an hour, and it will remove you from this plane in a way that is very useful.
1: Yep. Just getting back to it being a sort of context-free, almost like weirdly comforting slash safe listen for a person who doesn't know how to interface with pop music, I actually... um, I was at a conference in Portland uh, last year called XOXO and Neil Cicirega spoke at it and I got a chance to talk to him about this a little bit. And a thing that he said uh, is, uh, he, th- he thinks that there's a lot of really young people, like little kids to early teens, for whom their only association with a lot of the tracks in the three mouth albums is those albums themselves. Wow. And what that actually reminds me of is how um, I, and I think a lot of nerds, people who had this relationship with pop music growing up relate to weird Al. Oh,
0: oh man, that is a really interesting Shit. touchstone. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. like, I mean, there were oh, definitely yeah. weird no, Al songs had... that I knew before I knew the, the original
1: where it's like, you can appreciate the, like you can get into the like m- music of it and still enjoy the fact that it sounds like a pop song,
0: but whatever the lyrics were about irrelevant because it's now just about a right. funny thing that you as a kid can laugh at, but it's still like, God, you know what's funny? And this is going to be a really controversial opinion. I kind of think the stuff Neil Cisriega does is way better than what Weird Al does. Because what Weird Al basically does is make a sort of sanitized version and sort of takes it out of its mm-hmm. original element. But the element he puts it in is just like safe white dork zone. Not that Neil Cisriega's stuff is, is hard edgy to know in any what way. He's it's hard if anything, but the right, fact, but he's the but fact it that is going is like... into a musically challenging zone at least yeah. at times.
1: Yeah, I, that that is totally true. Like, there's there's a lot for your brain to chew on inside of a mouth album that there is not in a Weird Al album. But I think that the the way that it breaks all of its original pieces, or it doesn't explicitly break them free of their cultural context, but it allows a reading of that album that is that. Like, yeah, at, I mean, at the same time, at the same time, as it's about that, it's also about obviously the fact that he's. That it is a mashup album, that
0: it's putting multiple Mm -hmm. pieces from completely,
1: ostensibly disparate parts of music on
0: top of each other. Also, Weird Al's totally fine. He's a totally decent dude. Yeah. I got nothing against Weird Al. Great guy. Sorry, Weird Al, or whatever. He doesn't care what I say. He probably loves mouth sounds. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Yeah. I hope he does. (laughs) Well, on that, I think we're going to go back in time to the... Original recording of this podcast.
2: 2007 or 8th or whatever.
0: (laughs) It was 2008. Yeah. God, if only. Um, (laughs) Enjoy the rest of this podcast we recorded a couple days ago. We should take a break. Let's take a break. Oh, okay. Unsurprisingly, we have some additional information from Jeffrey Bartman, who says, Hi Thumbs, I'm an evolutionary and population biologist that specializes in herpetology, the study of reptile and amphibians, and I wanted to clear things up for you about whether bats are birds or not. (laughs) Evolution, and also some things about dinosaurs in general. First of all, not surprisingly, bats are not birds. They are mammals. The evolutionary explanation that explains why birds can fly and bats can fly is what is known as convergent evolution, two completely separate lineages of life evolving a similar trait to tackle a common problem. Birds are dinosaurs, which also means they are reptiles. Pterosaurs or pterodactyls are reptiles, but not dinosaurs. Mm. Look at that, huh? Okay, this is some like Pluto isn't a planet shit. Yeah, pterodactyls are not dinosaurs. All of these groups belong to the lineage of reptiles known as archosaurs. Crocodiles are a member of the group, and therefore are the closest living relatives of birds. Weird. Yeah. The Archaeopteryx that Nick's mentioned is a theropod and is thus cons- and is also considered the first known species of bird. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> On a more exciting note, biologists and paleontologists now believe most theropods were actually covered in feathers and that they use them to stay warm, like how mammals use fur. These feathers are thought to be one of the first steps in birds becoming endothermic and that maybe some theropods were endothermic. It just so happened to be that feathers can also be useful for flying around, and theropods that evolved to have lots of feathers soon found themselves flying around. Insects are thought to have developed flight in a similar fashion, but I won't go into that. I think it's a shame that Jurassic World didn't design awesome-looking dinosaurs covered in beautifully colored feathers, but that's just my opinion. Keep casting great pods. Feral pug.
1: There are a lot of people who are real defenders of non feathered dinosaurs in movies, especially in Jurassic Park.
0: Where do you fall on that? You're saying that as though you. Oh,
1: I think just I think that the only reason. Well, not the only reason. Identity politics and brand affinity <laughs> and other bullshit is one reason and nostalgia and whatever else. But I think the actual reason that people uh, don't want that is because they haven't seen it done well. I think that's the actual thing. I think uh, no one has mm. gone through the amount of production design work and directorial and narrative work to make a sick feathered dinosaur seem cool and appealing on screen the way that like Spielberg did
0: with scaly, rubbery dinosaurs.
1: That's true, although... The Jurassic World
0: is not the solution for that. That's not no, the... well, sure. But, but I mean, Spielberg was doing that on the back of decades of, yeah, yeah, of dinosaur course. toys that look like reptiles. Of
1: course. But, like, yeah. I just I don't think anyone has actually, like, done the good yeah. one of
3: that.
0: No, that's true, although... The feathered dinosaur IP could, is waiting to be exploited, You could Chris. more easily than ever now. Oh, yeah. Just with where CG is. You can do whatever you want, really. Yep. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Nick is not. You're not. Yeah. Where do you fall on this, man? My
2: I gut get... reaction to this was, <laughs> "Fuck the feathers." I, I science is great, but damn it, I, I don't know. But, 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 but I will go back on it, and s- I, I agree with Jake. I agree That's with right. Jake. No, I, no, I mean, you know, I actually, I, I thought we that. can make you feel like a kid
1: I, again with our new feathered dinosaur movie.
2: I, I thought by Jurassic Park three, actually, I remember before Jurassic Park three came out, I was like, they should just do the feathers now. They should probably just do it, but they didn't do it, and uh I you know. know they what had was, it.
1: They had it. Imagine if Jurassic Park three. <laughs> Let's get into the Jurassic Park for a second here.
2: Yeah, of course. Jurassic this Park
1: 3, which brings Dr. Segment. Alan Grant back, who was, like, a bird. They were evolved yeah. from birds before it was cool. Yeah. What if, like, fuck it, life finds a way. This is the dinosaur that has no frog DNA in it, and it's right. feathered, and then he would just, like, cry himself dead, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's they missed a missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah, to make him cry. Again.
0: What was the yeah. what was the setup for Jurassic Park Three? Like, why are oh it's dinosaurs real dumb. On okay. Oh, why
1: are dinosaurs on that one? Because it's the same island from the Lost World, which okay. was the backup island okay. that, they, that they made. Well,
0: what's the dumb part then?
1: Uh, the dump. Okay. <laughs> well, we got to get well, in and out of this real quick. Yeah. Okay. But okay. That's basically, basically do it as fast as you can. Some Buddy. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jurassic Park Three: A kid uh, is like parasailing uh, with his like stepdad.
3: <laughs> well done.
1: On like a there's a there's a there's like a an extreme sports tour that will take you to the outside like the edge of one of the Jurassic Park islands, and you can fucking parasail on a rope from the speedboat over it to like maybe see a dinosaur. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But then the rope
0: breaks. Okay, of course it does. Yeah, and yeah, then
1: yeah. Alan Grant gets hoodwinked by William H Macy and uh, and his wife. The, He's playing a character. It's not. He's not playing himself. Uh, who, who, <laughs> I, cla- I, I, who claim to be eccentric millionaires who are going to fund his dig like John Hammond does? Then mm-hmm. it's revealed that they're actually just kind of like some middle class schmoes who have hoodwinked Alan Grant into going on a rescue mission mm-hmm. with them to save their son, and they're like, right? They have no money to pay him, and they just
0: gets trapped on the island, and so, then Jurassic Park happens. It's, so, so not that this matters, but fictionally, you can understand why those aren't feather dinosaurs because they're actually the same dinosaurs. Well, they've been living right? there for well, a
1: decade, breeding on their own, and it's also the second site and all this other yeah, garbage. They oh, did do a
2: rev, oh, though. They did do a rev on the raptor design, though. Yeah, they, they, d- they, 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 they gave them colors, which was, was – that was a scientific uh, discovery yeah. post-original Jurassic They park, also do they, some,
1: some bad things where they introduce new other species of dinosaurs that may yeah. have either been – I think it was species of dinosaurs that just weren't – that were real, but were not known about, and were really badly designed for the movie and looked like a bad video game enemy. Yeah. But it was paving the way for Jurassic World, which is the public's already bored of dinosaurs, so we should genetically engineer new dinosaur right, species, right, 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 which are yeah. way more sick. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, let's not see. talk about Jurassic World until Jurassic World Two comes out, and then the seal is broken, oh, yeah. and we'll have an all Jurassic World Jurassic s- Galaxy special.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Super Jurassic Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, you guys—you guys know about the original Jurassic Park or Jurassic World script, right? No. Yeah, the
1: militarized robot dino- or dinosaurs with, with guns on their back and oh,
0: stuff. Yeah. What? No. Oh
2: yeah, the pitch for that was Jurassic Galaxy. Via Steven Spielberg's mind, that that was what really. Oh, d- uh, yeah. I mean, you can see remnants <laughs> of it in the in the in the actual version of Jurassic World that was released, where Chris Pratt's character is like training a team of raptors, and uh-huh. that's the conceit. Right, right. Uh, the original script was he's tra- he trains a team of raptors to be like a commando squad that ha- are wearing <laughs> like robot suits and they can talk. This through, just like sounds like one of those stupid
0: books on the internet that people write and publish. Yeah, no, on no, it's Amazon, sound, well. And for and many
2: years, people were like, "That can't possibly. This this leak can't possibly be real. This sounds like fan fiction." Uh, uh it was it was real. yeah.
0: Anyway, self-publishers will find a way. Right. So, I mean, it really, hopefully, they'll it get some of those ideas like into Jurassic fucking World. Fucking Air Force too. Dino Man or whatever. God, <laughs> a, a stupid. Oh, I had those action
2: figures. <laughs> yeah. I'm, no, I did. I'm, I had the stupid I'm so sad so about this conversation. Fucking... I swore to myself that I would not talk about Jurassic <laughs> World <laughs> did it. on this podcast. <laughs> this and, was the thing that took off, not the, not the spaghetti. Live with it.
1: <laughs>
0: spaghetti? Oh, I don't care yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just, there's just
1: nothing to say. There's nothing to say. I well, think that have been proven wrong. All right. You guys want to take a break? Let's take that break. We need to. People in chat are suggesting that the new hook for Idle Thumbs is just Jurassic Park instead of video games. It's like it's a Jurassic Park podcast, but it's like really this like a smart Jurassic Park it's podcast. Like they say clever. <laughs>
2: One of them worked on a Jurassic Park video game, so they, they're experts. They really, oh they're my really god, downhill. I did! I did for like three minutes. The authentic, authentic uh, Jurassic Park show. God, I forgot that internet. I worked on that Jurassic Park game.
0: <laughs> yeah, I worked on Jurassic Park the video game. <laughs> did it have a subtitle or anything? Uh, the game. Oh, the game. Okay, yeah.
1: So, yeah. If you think, of, if you imagine for yourself the logo from Jurassic Park: The Ride, but imagine it says <laughs>
0: "game." <laughs> This episode of Idle Thumbs is brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron sends everything you need to make your own home-cooked meals right to your door. You get the recipes, you get all the ingredients, they come in a refrigerated box, um, just all right in front of your face. And you take wow. it out of the box, you put it in your fridge, and then you make the meal. It's at your feet? The meal. Well, you, you, know, you, bring your you bring it to your face. You bring it to your face. You raise it to your face and yeah. slam it in there, and it's delicious. Uh, Just a few days ago, I made what I think is my absolute all-time favorite Blue Apron meal to date. Whoa. Yes, it was Indonesian spiced salmon (laughs) with frike, yet another, like, new grain I've been introduced Mm. to by by Blue Apron. Uh, This salmon was delicious. The spice blend was unbelievable. It is definitely one of the ones that I have set aside to make myself additionally in the future, it was so good. If you go to blueapron.com slash idle, you can get your first three meals free. That is com slash idle. first three meals free, with free shipping. Um, you can't go wrong. Why would you not take them up on that? You get the meals to your house, they're delicious, uh, they're varied, all kinds of different ingredients, Ooh. and cuisines, yeah, <laughs> they're varied. Varied, you say? <laughs> They claim here that uh, blue apron families cook nearly three times more often. So I don't so know. If I believe you cook
2: that three meals a week. That means <laughs> people just aren't. Yeah. Okay. It means you were
0: basically you're cooking yeah.
1: lunch for le- later in the week over the weekend. You're going crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah, blueapron.com/idle get your three meals free shipping. This episode of Idle Thumbs is also brought to you by Casper. Casper manufactures and mails to you. Mattresses, pillows. I mean, mainly the mattress, but all the other stuff, all the other accoutrements you need mm. to put a whole great nights of sleep. Together, underneath you, wow. yeah, and uh-huh. above you, and sort of, and around all you. around you, mm. and sort of enveloping you in a pleasing way. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to Casper.com/thumbs mm. and use the code Thumbs Whoa! at checkout, you will get fifty dollars <laughs> towards the purchase of any mattress. Hmm. Here's the thing: you can try the mattress, try Casper for a hundred nights, risk-free nice. in your own home. If you're not into it. They will take it right back for you, Nick Brecken. How many nights are you into your, your new Casper that you that you bought? Oh man, I
2: want
1: an exact number.
0: probably close to CIA interrogation. Probably close to hundred. How close are you to sending that thing back?
2: Oh, so far away from that. Yeah, it's not even a consideration. Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. that's that's, that's You could, I could though. I have the option, not, which gives me gonna. peace of mind. Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> take it from Nick Brecken. It'll fix your back. Yeah, and don't take fix, it. Don't take my it bag. I mean, don't take his. But yeah, don't take get, mine. Get your own. Yeah, um, Casper, get your own. Get your own. Get
2: your own. This one's for me, not for you. <laughs> Casper, Casper, an inferior slogan.
1: For me, not for you. This, this one. This one's for me, <laughs> Mario. This
0: Casper is for me. It isn't yours. <laughs> right. Casper.com/thumbs and the offer code thumbs for fifty dollars towards any mattress for you. Thanks, Casper.
1: Hey Nick. Hmm. Um. Someone's mentioning some sort of crotch shot in Dark Souls. What? What? I said. I hope Nick describes the crotch shot in Dark Souls too.
2: God, I don't know what that is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I really don't remember what that what that would be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the crotch shot. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine, but I don't.
1: <laughs> the ending, Nick. The ending.
2: Oh oh well that's that's not it's fine. I can describe it now before the podcast.
0: You know, Nick. Shut up, Nick. He knows. (laughs)
2: Jesus, I don't know.
0: (laughs) The one I know I think I know what they're talking about because I watched a clip of it just of the guy sitting in the chair.
2: It's the very end of the game. It's the ending of the game. That's what they mean, right? Yeah, Yeah, but I I put on just like a skirt, some or set or something without really understanding that oh. that, you would, that that, <laughs> that, that my guy was going to get on his through. throne and that the camera was going to be low enough so that the very last shot in Dark Souls <laughs> it's 2 just is your like guy up just your sitting skirt basically, right. just, yeah, <laughs> <It's> really weird <laughs>
3: games, yeah, games <laughs> indeed.
0: All right, welcome back. Oh, we're back to the podcast. We're on the clock. I guess we we're are. on the clock, we are on the clock, yeah. So, um, in robot news, okay, let's do it. We don't have to. I Jake robot- seems very no,
1: no, no. I think I know where this is. I think I know what, what, what robot news you are going to bring up here. I
0: think you do. Um, researchers, as they as they do, have made a questionable decision regarding robotics. Um, they have created what is essentially um, a sort of cyborg m- moth <laughs> driver. Thing. What they've done well, is. Well, the, the moth is not a cyborg. No, but the. but a, So a cyborg, though, is like an organic creature that is basically well, true. fused that's true. with machinery, yes. right? Effectively. That's basically a cyborg. Yes. I, I don't know. That's probably half not. Man. I can't wait for all the fucking cyborg researchers to email me next week and explain yeah. why I'm an idiot. But uh, yeah, half man, half moth. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, this. <laughs>
3: You're
1: referring, that's of course, to
0: the Mothman. Moth yeah, Mothman,
2: yeah.
1: Oh, really? Is that what that is? No, man. no, no, no. I don't know what that, that is no, at all. No, that's, no, that's not what that is. Yeah, that's a okay. movie that's in the video store that you see forever. That's not what it's about. It's not about a half man, half moth that's also a robot
0: cyborg news. No, this is about a plain old cyborg moth. Uh, this is a moth that is, like, mm. effectively harnessed into a an adorable, tiny little car that it drives around, mm. and it controls the car. It's like a, what, a five inch tall little tiny car it's got yeah it's got a little trackball yeah the steering mechanism for the car is like a sphere that it uses like a computer trackball to drive it around Mm -hmm. and it's it's sort of like tethered in so that it can't fly it can't like leave the car it's like fused into the driver seat basically so all it can do is like walk on the trackball and as it walks on the trackball depending on what direction it tries to walk in that turns the steering of the car. So the moth thinks
1: that it's moving, but it's really controlling a robot that has like smell holes so that it can smell where where it's going. Yeah, so the idea is whatever its
0: destination is, they put a like pheromone-coated what, you know, beacon- at its destination, and the moth smells it, and is like, "I just want to smell this thing," and it <laughs> steers towards it. It looks really cute when it's steering the thing yeah. around too. Like <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah. it looks really goofy. It's
2: sort of it's flopping around, just kind of. It looks like it's smiling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's
0: real bad. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, and apparently it is almost as it's like twenty percent worse than a regular moth, or some number like that. Right, it's not, not but, bad, but pretty good. And I'm sure they're going to improve it. Um, like <laughs> <So that laughs> a regular moth can walk to the smell like 20% better than, yeah. than this thing can like drive to So it.
1: this is actually nowhere near the first experiment like this. Okay. Um, in 2004, I, I've... I was not aware of such experiments. Trackball based insect robotics <laughs> is a thing that I have followed apparently. Yeah. Uh, in 2004, there was a very similar experiment done with cockroaches, which is way grosser.
0: Man, this is a slow moving science, huh? Ha <laughs>
1: ha like, like the bugs that are controlling <laughs> the cars. That's uh, yeah, they, there was a like the exact same... This is like a the exact same thing. I'm sorry. I feel weird about talking about this. No, no. No, okay. I will talk about three notable cockroach-based movement experiments. <laughs> okay. You came way more prepared wow. for this than I expected. Wow. <laughs> One of them is the sound effects from a Super Mario Brothers Kraft macaroni and cheese commercial. <laughs> no. Uh, the, almost the same test was done, but it was using the vision of a cockroach instead of the smell. It was done like... Like where it, it would just like look at they would try it would cuz okay, I was
0: just imagining like like terminator vision yeah. with yeah. a cockroach like heat vision. no
1: no no yeah. it would just it was driving around on a trackball the same uh-huh. way and uh, it was it used I remember I read that they the type of cockroach they use is a hissing cockroach, which is fucking gross. <laughs> like it's a <laughs> That's it's like like a it's a big ass cockroach, like a big ass, mm-hmm. co- gross and it drove a little car. Co- it rode around on a trackball, and then the the thing that they used the hissing cockroach because when those cockroaches get annoyed or tired, they go. <laughs> so they was <so> the <laughs> people doing the experiment would be like, "Oh, you're all tuckered out," and then they put a new cockroach <laughs> oh, in the car. Wow, but it was the it, it was the same idea where they were like, "Can, yeah. can we?" Put it on a trackball so it thinks that it's moving, but what it's actually doing is controlling a robot. I mean, it's still moving,
0: but not it, for the it, reason it thinks it's thinks moving it is. itself.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was another one of these that was done uh, in the late '90s that was an experiment, um, actually intending to help. Um, this is a, this is the way more like Cronenbergian one, I think. Right. This is like um, the intent was: can like muscle impulses be used to control a motorized vehicle? which was, like, can people hmm. who have very limited mobility uh, or, or, like, are completely disabled but can sort of tense their muscles up a little bit move things around? Like, well, the obvious way to test this is to build a weird, like, nightmarish David Cronenberg, <laughs> Tim Burton bug car where a cockroach drives a tiny wheelchair around. So that happened and apparently worked really well. Right. Wow, uh, okay.
0: It, are we, do we use that now for, for No,
1: I mean, the, well, I don't know. The cockroach in that test could not... Um, it didn't have a lot of control over it. It was like when the... Co- <laughs> this is all, this oh, why it's up like, When the cockroach tried to fly, the wheelchair just drove forward. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the most fucked up one of these is... They the- need to give them a little plane. So these are all like, ha, 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 <laughs> robot news. Hilarious. There's going to be robots that are driven by... Uh, or there's going to be cars driven by robots. It's, just, it's like right. maybe... Uh, like the uh, the moth one, they
0: said it was going to be used for like drug sniffing. <laughs> right, it's going. <good. laughs> <laughs> oh my! It sounds like my phone's vibrating yeah. because the Uber's here. Uh, <laughs> no, that's just a fucking bug buzzing.
1: Yeah, yeah. God, the car drives up, and <laughs> can you? The the dashboard just has a little bubble on it, like a little glass dome with a little moth. Sm- yeah. Oh, is la, that la, la, the la, sensor? La, la, la. Is That yeah, yeah, like yeah. the,
0: the auto driving sort of sensor, ca- three hundred sixty degree camera? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. tired. It's oh, tired. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, you have to. Open the glove compartment and put the new hissing cockroach in. uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
3: right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Meanwhile, you're in the phone in the back of the car. Yeah, I don't know. My Uber driver's being a real asshole. He seems (laughs) like he's really tired or disturbed. I think that's the sound name. I rate
1: this cockroach three stars. No, the really (laughs) fucked up one of these is the opposite of this, which is can we put a little metal thing on top of a cockroach um, and then plug things into it? And then put uh, slight electric currents in it that will just make it think that what it wants to do is turn left or right. And that also (laughs) totally exists. So the cockroach is not driving anything. This is a person So who, what's even the point? It's the cockroach. This is, is like literally, can we cock- just can we remote control an insect to go where we want by strapping a little thing to its and head? And then can you have it drive a car
0: yeah. so that by controlling yeah. the cockroach, it Yes, put it on, the, put it on the, the, the track car. wheel. This Uber's and been then, hacked. Yeah. It's being driven by
1: a human. <laughs> Cuts to cockroach on trackball, but then it has circuitry grafted to its head right. that is then just po- hooked up to some guy's steering wheel controller. Right.
2: <laughs> hooked up to a guy in VR with a trackball underneath him. Right. <laughs> 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 I'm we've playing ter- a video game. We interpreted, <laughs> to, like, we've interpreted yeah. this
0: man's trackball yeah. sig- signals to the point that we can feed different signals into the brain of a cockroach, who will then <laughs> manipulate the man is in fact being ball. driven by three cockroaches <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a trench coat. Anyway, this yeah. is—they call this the gig economy. I think. <laughs> is what this is? This is the gig economy. Uh, it's the sharing economy. Yeah. You yeah, share your vehicle with, <laughs> bug, with bugs. With bug brains, you know. Um, yeah, I was really
1: glad when you mentioned that moth video because I immediately <laughs> was like, "Oh, all that cockroach shit—it's <laughs> oh, totally relevant." I'm, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, you guys have seen the maps, sure, the maps surely, right? That show like most common job. In each state in the mm. United States of America, and like, and then it's most like most of them, and then you truck drivers. Yes, most yeah.
1: jobs in America are uh, or, or other, not, other not most deli- jobs. It's They're, like it's the number one yeah, job. most jobs, Driving it's and the delivering, high, right? It's yeah, the single yeah. highest. It's job the largest slice of the pie state. in most states. And then if you look at the um, the graphs of the of the uh, world that say what is the most biomass by volume, bugs. It's bugs. <laughs> so. I feel like we are definitely going to get. So, yeah, I mean, who's what they're going to automate the shit out of our a jobs. A cockroach
0: or some or, or some, some guy? guy at a truckers union. Yeah,
1: yeah. First, a robot in a factory powered by moths and cockroaches will build moth and cockroach controllers for cars. Then they're mm-hmm. going to install those into the um, car. But they're going to have to pass the. This is the problem with this, though. Is cockroaches don't really know how to drive. So you're gonna have to. <laughs> oh, well, have to smell. that's the problem. You have to
0: deposit sm- yeah. delicious smell. Oh, I thought you were gonna have to. I thought cockroaches out.
1: were gonna have to learn like the knowledge, like an old London oh. cab driver. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so oh, they'll yeah. have to know every yeah. every back road and cross street our, in. San I mean,
0: really, what's gonna happen is our cities are just gonna become really, really smelly. Uh, they're just gonna have like um, smell routes that will be depo- Like the car will like shoot smells mm-hmm. out. It's going to get really H-Mate fucked up when the bug, when the right. bug responsible yeah. for deploying
1: and uh, retracting that smell smells its own smell and then just turns it on. <laughs> right. We're also
3: just
0: describing the Flintstones here, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs>
3: That's <true. laughs>
1: This is yes.
0: literally just this the is Flintstones. This is the way grosser, <laughs> stranger. It's weird that the Flintstones is our future yeah. in the most fucked That's up That's not weird possible. at all. Yeah. Let's be honest here. <laughs> That's true. Well, the question That's is true. how do you work
2: toxoplasmosis into this where you, you program the cockroach <laughs> via that virus. And, uh, yeah. Sure. Well, yeah. when cats get involved and then all the cars well, just yeah, drive cat foods it, to well, cats. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they, all, they all stop caring about whatever, like, bug smells they love and they all just go to the nearest litter box. Mm. As your, your Uber just crashes through some guy's wall. <laughs> uh, anyway, courtesy, this future, courtesy of science. Yep. <laughs> I actually learned about this from Science Magazine. Yeah. So... <laughs> Get ready, get ready for a weird, weird world. Maybe eventually the 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 insects that create the insects that create the robots that create the cars for the insects to drive will just start making robot insects. Like they they'll just make little That'll be that. that they be I don't, really don't, mad. What a ruinous economy that would make.
2: Oh, they, <laughs> they would just become. They would just
1: become like that's like a weird person problem like we yeah. we made insects, we made robot insects to replace uh, regular insects. Yeah. We put the insects out of a job, but yeah. these insects were then built. Uh, on the legacy system of having to follow smells around, so they'd have to then automate the smell emitters. Right. Eventually, mm-hmm. then someone then they're going to be fucking pissed when the smell emitting insects are put out of a job to control the robots. When people are finally like, "Look, we've made the cars not need a, like a <laughs> the insects the robot insects <laughs> that drive the cars don't ma- need smells anymore. We've
0: managed. <laughs> you're never going to believe this, but we've made a car which does not have to rely on. <laughs> On a on a pheromone-smelling insect to operate it. I know. I know. That Look, seems crazy. Everyone was, but within well, several
1: years, we're pretty sure. Everyone was really upset when the smell-scenting robot insects took over the smell-scenting insect drivers. But there was still, like, those guys all got jobs in the, like, mm. smell-pumping <laughs> uh, area. Right, okay. Right. But then once those insects... Wait, so in you're cr-
0: saying they're, like, pooping out the smells? No, they're,
1: they're just being... running the machines that okay, the, okay. the, the, the yeah. regular insects that are driving the cars can smell. Right. But now they've invented a, an odorless insect driver, and that's now everyone's truly out of a job once that happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. Once the, <laughs> right, once the insect driving the car, the insect will still drive the car. That's how cars work as far as insects understand.
0: So it's, it's just the, the the workforce supporting the odor production. That's gone. That's placing. the last that's, thing to fall. That's what's gone. It's like yeah.
1: when um, all the toll plazas on um, Bay Area bridges went 100% fast track. They're like, all the toll collectors, they can have jobs driving a bus. But those buses are clearly going to be driven by a robot next decade. Uh,
0: uh, right. Those can be driven by a Weird, smelly bug driver, <laughs> right? Yeah. Which is then the next phase
1: that'll eventually that'll get phased out right, too.
0: Right, mm. yeah. It's a bleak future, you guys. Yeah, it's real
1: bad. It sounds like though someone's gonna stay employed for at least a little longer than we might have thought. Like bugs.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> it's really just determining what do what is like the end stage race. Like, what do they look like? You know, well, like oh, do are they robotic I mean, cockroaches or the are they robotic people or are they robotic cats? We've, we don't know. We've already But uh, you can go down the logic chain the and thing. find
0: out. I know from when I was a kid I learned that cockroaches are gonna be the ones that outlast everything. And mm, now we know true. why. That's true. It's because they're going to be at the top of the food chain in the gig in, economy. In, yeah, <laughs> driving the cars. They're gonna be the last people left who
1: are actually making any money off of this I shit. I like that you've
0: already normalized them to the point that they're people. <laughs> I mean cockroaches
1: are gonna be the last people left holding up the thing. Who am I? Chris, let's I mean
0: I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, shall we do some reader mail? I guess. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> sorry, everyone. No, 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 never apologize. Oh, we have yet another correction from. Uh, <laughs> it may affect you. Oh, sorry, there've been all these facts that we've been <laughs> putting into this episode, these yeah. podcast lately. It's just all facts. <laughs> I think that is being disproven <laughs> rapidly um, that that's what any of those things were. I
1: didn't know that we had any facts
0: in this show and then it, until it was revealed that they were wrong. Yeah, that we found out you were right. Um, Peter W. writes, in regard to your discussion of the K-5 night scope crime-fighting robot in episode... I guess it's a like crime Oh, is this an OR versus XOR or situation? Yeah. Okay. In, in episode 298, Jake mentions that you could trick the K5 if you're a known criminal by also making heavy breathing noises near it. The yes. idea being you could trick the robot's known cr- uh, sort of trigger of known criminals or abnormal noise and temperature yes. changes. Uh, Boolean criteria to not alert the police of criminal activity if you yourself were a criminal. This would work if it were an XOR, exclusive OR operation in which only one condition can be true but not both yep but a regular boolean or would mean one or both operations must be satisfied for the conditional to be true yeah a minor nitpick but for any criminals out there walking around with a boom box and dozens of icy hot packs taped to their body <laughs> hoping to trick the k5 <laughs> be out of luck regards peter w have you guys ever used icy hot do you know no. if it's cold or if it's hot yeah, i've never used no, it no no idea
1: I do hmm. know now, though, that if you want to get past one of those robots uh, with your Boombox slash Hot combo, first, you have to get a copy of their firmware and modify that one OR to be an XOR. And then you can that's totally right. fake it out. Exactly, yeah.
0: It's one Sounds one like a roundabout way, change. but I,
1: I'm telling you that's the way to do it. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Got to get that XOR in there.
1: Ignoring uh, any other. That's the only thing you should change in the firmware, though. Anything else <laughs> would violate the EULA. Uh, why and, and that one wouldn't because... Because uh, uh, there's an XOR on top of that. In the <laughs> <laughs>
0: of some kind. Yeah. Um, all right. Antonio uh, Kazdozian says, Hey Thumbs, I've been trying to get into a hobby. Um, I love playing video games, but I don't think that counts as one. My question is, what are your hobbies? Thanks for the great podcasts, Antonio. Oh, Podcasting. No. <laughs> I mean, I guess that is God, a my, legitimate answer. My Honestly, my
1: hobby in the last few months has probably been building this room
0: yeah mm, interesting that's, yeah i mean that's yeah that's true i mean you've done a good job with it The he means the the studio we record this podcast in which yeah is if you if you're just listening to the audio version of the podcast it is resplendent it's not done it's, it's not, not, not done. quite done but it is it's pretty impressive yeah, putting
1: up all the walls and all the camera setups and getting the broadcast stuff set up like i've like
2: that's why it's a good hobby it'll never it'll never be over you know, well, it that is a
0: <laughs> classic hobby, though, right? Like, yeah, you've no. got your car on cinder blocks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah no, this is, this is that. Is 100, hundred,
2: hundred, hundred 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 or, like, or like I it
1: was it forever. The model train set that always has, like, three things unpainted or, like, mm, whatever right. the hell mm, uh, else. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, this is that entirely. Where I'm looking at this
0: I'm I just got to put in a good weekend and that baby will be red. Oh, right now I've
1: got those seams in the foam. But, like, the big ticket buy is when I upgrade the camera system. But that, I that's can never afford that. You guys would never...
0: But you, But you regret... Frequently regale your acquaintances. Yeah, the, uh, the oh, ball yeah, and yeah. chain over
1: here,
3: oh, Chris yeah, and Nick, yeah, would yeah,
1: never yeah. let
0: me uh, go for that, you know. This baby's really going to sing once I get those. <laughs> that new that new, 1080p. That <laughs> HDI
1: based uh,
0: multicam broadcast
1: rig. Oh, this kitten's going to purr, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this stupid orange room full of garbage paintings they are actually beautiful. God, thank you everyone who made these stupid paintings no, really that I called cool. stupid doesn't have but they're great. Um, you,
0: you also called them orange, which is inaccurate.
1: No, the orange room with stupid paintings. Mm. So, Stupid orange room. Um, I don't know. My, my hobbies used to include hiking and doing all sorts of outdoor things. Doesn't anymore. Used to include. Um, I don't know what else it used to include. Nothing. I don't do anything. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> I don't have any hobbies anymore. Yeah. Uh, my hobby is to be tired. I mean, I, I guess
0: kind of sadly, recently, my hobby is almost identical to yours, Jake, but for a slightly different facet of idle Thumbs, which is I've been... Fucking with the website based on your some redesign ideas you had. So if you go to idlethumbs, if you go to IdleThumbs.net you can see our slightly different homepage now, which yep. actually lists all the podcasts we yeah, have instead stupid. of not. At least
1: you and I, Chris, have stupid, stupid hobbies. Because, what our hobby used to be was making fake websites to present it as actual journalistic outlets and then filling them with content until we were employed. That's true. That mm. was our. <laughs> that's what
0: idlethumbs was originally. Yes, that's yes. our job.
2: Yeah. Uh, our hobby, and uh, now it's our job. Oh God.
0: <laughs> Do you have any hobbies, Nick? Next stream's um,
2: Dark Souls. Yeah, that's that's uh, <laughs> really what I do. Anyway, that's these fine. diverse opinions uh, are always
1: just cooking. <laughs> does does cooking know, I will show? say, yeah, does I was actually going to say that, that would be is, that is the, that mine is the thing that well. I,
2: if I, when I am when I have a four-hour block of time and I and I want yeah. to uh, engage my brain in a way that is that is universally positive and good, uh, I I cook something elaborate.
0: For me, it's been cooking and also like um sort of bartending stuff, I guess, yeah. which I kind of got into in part because of Jake, I think. I can't remember how exactly <laughs> that happened. Maybe maybe I'm making that up in part of my head. But I've definitely both with both they, you guys, <laughs> yeah. I've talked about like we've all talked about like cocktails and and bartending mm-hmm. a pretty fair amount. Um I I got I mean as people who followed our streams would know, uh I got really into tiki drinks, tiki cocktails um last year and uh St- I you know still like I don't know every other week or so I'll make a new tiki drink that I haven't made before just at home for just me and Sarah.
1: Tiki drinks are a really good inroad into cocktails if you want to start yeah. making. Yeah. If you if you want a hobby that also gives you a lot of alcohol, right. um, <laughs> tiki drinks are a good like the drinks are really fun to make. They taste not super alcoholic. Like I mean, they at least can they I mean, can but yeah, like it depends the, on the drink. The, like you can make them to get yourself into it that are just kind of like fun fruit mm-hmm. drinks that yeah, also yeah, yeah. have rum in them yep. um, and then the deeper they you get into it the more you
0: kind of like can sort of branch out into more interesting or unusual flavors and
1: yeah and then like you start wearing like a really like clean white fedora <laughs> and like you know you get like a Hawaiian shirt that's unbuttoned with like a uh, just like uh, tank top underneath and um you're really cooking. You get some, like, Ray-Bans, mm-hmm. maybe. You get, some- like, Jake's hair Uh style. Oh, well, then you're just the Smuggler's <laughs> Cove bartender. You don't yeah. need that, though. You That's could true. also yeah. have, like, really long hair and a ponytail.
0: <laughs> That's true. There's all kinds of options. Yeah.
1: I mean, or you could just, you know, really <laughs> just, just g- greased up. Uh, like sort of rockabilly look to go mm-hmm. with that attire. That's true. Yeah, but, yeah, you know,
0: yeah. any of these things happen if you make too many tiki drinks. Right, it sort of creeps into your life. Speaking of that guy, because you guys both clearly know who this is. The, yeah. The guy who's always, so we, in San Francisco, <laughs> we have, we are fortunate. I think that actually, this is the reason I got into tiki drinks is because um, right around the time I was moving back to San Francisco from Boston where I lived for just a couple years. Um, uh, when I came back to San Francisco, recently a bar called Smuggler's Cove had opened up um and i ended up living like a, in with, that bar. with nick a few blocks away from it yeah um and it is widely recognized as one of the best tiki bars in the world and i think as a result of that was one of the reasons i got really into tiki drinks and the, the bartender who's always on the ground floor bar mm-hmm. of of uh, of smuggler's cove was recently named bartender of the year by imbibe magazine yep well crazy it was pretty cool yeah and yeah. uh, that guy's great um anyway so that that's a hobby uh that I guess i I have and that we some cooking of us sort of food share. and making drinks, yeah, I mean, I guess a thing that is a hobby sort of i mean it's related to podcasting because it includes one um my wife and I sort of car- are have been carrying on the idol book club which uh which I did with Sean you know a couple of years ago, and uh it's just a way for us to sort of talk about. Literature together each month in a sort of structured format because you know with I think without prodding I would let myself just fall way behind on actually reading fiction which is a thing that I love but it's hard for me to like self-motivate as an adult with um, you know all the things that a, an adult has to do in your life and also because I'm garbage um, that's that's been a hobby I guess of mine over the yeah. last year
1: so we've got really generally applicable hobbies I mean the cooking yeah. the cooking yeah. and
0: cooking and drinking a lot of alcohol, those are anyone can do that. Anyone can do that. Yeah. yeah. Well the book club thing anyone can do also. I mean you can start a book club. That's true. You know, with with who anyone, your a friend, whatever. I
1: should really join a book club that isn't yours. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to read Wuthering Heights again, uh, Chris. I decided that <laughs> I, I didn't. I had want
0: never to. read it before. I'm reading it for the book club for my first time and it is a weird book. It is a crazy book. Everyone in it, you know, what was impenetrable? Reading that other. book when I was fifteen. Yeah, I bet <laughs> that yeah. was real hard. It's 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 a it's a great book, but it is strange and nothing like what I expected. And if you suspect that Wuthering Heights is, I, it's interesting reading it because it so often gets sort of tarred by shitty people with like, oh, it was written by one of the Brontes. It's like a romance for girls or no, something like fucking weird thing. thing. It is a weird fucking. Bo- Not that there's anything wrong with that genre at all, but like people tend to be very. Um, derisive sh- yeah. in shitty ways but unrelated to the quality of of romantic novels um, this book is not one <laughs> I
1: found it very hard to follow and very overbearing like emotionally on me because of just how oh it's intense fucking dour everything mm-hmm. is it's crazy <laughs> yeah.
0: Brian Wallace says I'm the owner of Nick Brecken's mom.tumblr.com if you want me to give you reign over this blog please respond with an email address for me to send ownership to I picked it up to make sure that you would get it, but I forgot that I had it until you <laughs> it, until nickbrecken.cool came up. Sign Susan Brecken.
2: <laughs> 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 like
0: what? Okay, well it's worth pointing out right now that for a while, uh
1: Idle Thumbs owned GiantBomb.net. That's true. Because they didn't have it. Oh. Mm-hmm. We also own Phil.fish. Uh which I picked up when I noticed that it was available. Mm. Um, That's true.
0: Phil.fish is just one of our And I've been I've been URL's. meaning to
1: actually Get that to Phil Fish somehow, but I haven't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, just goes, it goes to idlethumbs.net, and there are a few forum, uh, idlethumbs community members. I think, uh, Jen, Jen, Jen Egetron, I think, is a is a frequent proponent of just using Phil.fish as the standard idle thumbs yeah website uh, access point. So feel free to do that if you like. Um, we don't have giantbomb.net anymore.
1: No, we gave that
0: back to them. Yeah. We didn't give it back to them, we just gave it to them. Let's be. Let's be clear. No, they oh. owned it for a minute, oh. and
1: then uh, oh, and I forgot to day. renew it. I, uh, I think it's stay. I. I, I, uh, I wonder if this is. It's fine. Whatever. Who cares? Um, yeah. No. When they when <laughs> they when they, when they uh, got bought by CBSI, I think CBSI just neglected to mm. maintain that domain name. Huh. And whoops. Uh, I know Vinny was like. He was shocked that it did one <laughs> uh, lapse and website, two yeah. were the guys who grabbed it and yeah. uh, pointed it at ourselves. He was yeah. really happy about it, actually, because we were good. able to give it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that was a good time for a minute there that when was, like, Giant. two weeks or so
0: when that was. Oh, like... no, it was months. Oh, really? Was it? Yeah, okay. it was months. All
1: right. That was the episode that Ryan was on, I think that we changed whenever he mentioned giantbomb.com to .net inside of the episode and then registered
0: giantbomb.net. Oh, you're right. The name of the episode in which Ryan was on was the called giantbomb.net. No, that episode oh, was, was, called was called giantbomb.com, yeah. but we yeah. just he kept yeah. plugging the site and we kept yeah, editing right. it. Yeah. Man. Weird. Yep. Um well, uh Daniel Primo writes Hi Thumbs. Um I was a big fan of Bubble Tape growing up. Uh, this is a, Are we going to get corrected about bubble tape We're not going to get corrected about okay. bubble tape, thank God. That would be hardcore. Uh, yeah, no, this is, I guess just, he's, this has nothing to do with anything we talked about, I suppose, except that we talked about bubble tape okay. and the aesthetic of bubble tape commercials last week. Okay. So he says, I was a big fan of bubble tape growing up until one incident. When I was 15, my family went to Disney World. I was probably rationing my bubble tape. I can see myself folding it over and over and measuring it. So I wouldn't run out before we went back home. Uh huh. Um, God, I think two inches it, per day. I can totally relate to this actually, because I had the kind of parents who never would have countenanced the idea of buying me bubble tape, mm. but I definitely got a bubble tape from some school, like, I don't know, secret Santa or whatever you know, something yeah. like equivalent of that one time. And I remember like that was, it felt like amazing contraband. Mm-hmm. And so I like very carefully rationed out the strip to, to consume right. the just sugary, fruity. It's mass. the gross
1: kind of f- floppy gum that it turns into like a
0: pea sized bite oh, immediately. Immediately. Yeah. There's so much moisture in it. Yeah. yeah it just it's all just squeezes just out. Gross. Yeah. So anyway, he says, well, that, that makes this even grosser. He says, I would chew on the same piece for a really long time. Mm. At one point it was probably it's late rubber afternoon band. <laughs> At one point it was pro- It's yeah At one point it was probably late afternoon or early evening And we went into a theater to see Captain EO Or whatever was showing in the summer oh, of no. 1995 That definitely would have been Captain EO Yeah. Um, it's not where you think it's going But I would, be, I would now want to hear what where you think Where do, do you think it's
2: going Nick? Captain EO is like a rumbly kind of he, sw- he swallowed his bubble tape He did not swallow, oh, his, bubble he didn't tape. swallow his bubble tape it's worse
0: He says we sat down and about a minute lab- later All the bubble tape in my mouth disintegrated it's hard to explain. Oh, I've had uh, that happen. I've oh, that oh that it's happen. the worst. It went terrible. from being a continuous mass to something like wet dryer lint. Yeah. I had to spit it out into a napkin immediately. Keep up the good work. Daniel Primo, Atlanta. Yeah, when gum breaks down, it's a bummer. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it just turns to ash in your mouth.
2: It's, yeah, yeah. It's like you, gritty. It's like, yeah.
0: Here, you know what happened? This was the moment where it no longer was for him. It was for them. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was his, he, yeah. he wasn't a kid yeah. anymore. Was yeah. for him, Voltaire.
1: <laughs> we'll oh, when you reach a certain age, Voltaire yeah, turns you, to ash in your mouth. Yes, yeah. you just it yeah. all—that's your childhood
0: yeah. just, disintegrating away, <laughs> to the strains of Captain EO in 3D Jesus. at Disneyland. <laughs> to,
1: to, yeah, to image. the
0: strains of <laughs> <I don't, laughs>
1: Francis Ford Coppola's. Yes,
0: yeah, Francis Ford Coppola's Captain, Captain, EO. Captain EO. Man. Uh, Nick and I have an an unspecified like double date coming up to watch the uh, Francis Ford Coppola Dracula oh, yeah. which I've never seen. Mm-hmm. Sarah showed me the trailer for that the other day and I'm very excited. Yeah, for this.
2: That this is occasion. Tom Waits
0: in it, isn't it? The trailer? I don't No, know. the movie.
2: Oh, oh, I don't think I, so.
0: Someone did when we were having Really? Yeah, someone mentioned I, that the other yeah, day. I thought
1: Tom Waits was in it as oh, like fuck. Renfield. I don't anyway,
0: know. for context, we also recently all watched Dracula 2000 together. And that was I didn't. That was. Uh, It's in the same universe as Blues Brothers
1: two thousand and Death Race. Uh, (laughs) Is Death Race Race, Race two thousand? Is that right? No, it's not three thousand? No, it's it's a lot. It's a higher
0: number. Really? Really? Ah, There's another. No, it's not. Death Race. I don't know what number it is. I don't know, Chris. What number is Death Race? Can you ask that on the internet? It is two thousand. Oh, I think. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay, that's okay. It's it's sorry. I I thought so. They I mean they share continuity. Did you know there's a Death Race 2050 coming out this year? Yeah, nobody cares. What?
1: Nobody cares.
0: In the year 2050, the planet has become overpopulated. By death. To help races. government control population, the government develops a quote death race. Okay. annually Annual competitors race across the country, scoring point. You know what they could fucking do to really make this shit fast and interesting? After like they've already done Death Race 2000. By the time they get to Death Race 2050, they're on the, what the, like the 51st, 50th Death Race. <laughs> Have cockroaches drive the cars. Mm. <laughs> Just flip it around. Death race, cockroach. You know what movie? Did have cockroaches derby? driving cars. I don't know, I definitely don't know. Men
2: in black, the whole fucking movie, <laughs> that, that <laughs> oh, fucking guy true. that you were impersonating.: It's
0: true. Yeah. Oh, but yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. God No
0: wonder he's so mad. Yeah. His brethren are enslaved yeah. as our Uber drivers. Or not? Maybe that's where maybe that's where the technology originated. Because you were saying this happened in like the late '90s that they started doing mm-hmm. this.
1: It's when that man in black alien bug guy showed up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for joining us on Idle Thumbs. We'll be back next week. <laughs> uh, you can you can write us at questions at idle dot net. Um, you can. Find us on Twitter at <laughs> Idle Thumbs. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Uh This episode and all of our episodes are available as videos at YouTube.com slash Videos. And you know what? If you want to find all of
1: those things easily, you can go to the all new, by, by all new I mean slightly redesigned homepage. Phil.fish. <laughs> at Phil.fish. <laughs> P-H-I-L dot F-I-S-H. Chris and I put some work over the weekend into redoing the
0: front page of the <sighs> Addle
1: Thumbs website, so it now does the things that any
0: real website should do, but ours didn't for five years. But only the front page is new. Yeah, yeah. None but of the other pages are different. the front
1: page does amazing things. It lists all of the shows on our network that are active, so you can actually see them all in one place, and it links to our YouTube, and it links to our Twitch.
0: It links to the store? Li- it's always
1: linked to the store. Okay, Got to well, keep that going. I mean, that's, yeah. that's how it always is. That's true. The store. Buy yeah. a shirt. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty good. So like forget every other URL, you know, fish. Um, that said, you always say twitch.tv slash idle thumbs. People should know that if you really want to watch the streams, idle is where it's at. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> oh
0: yeah. True. yeah. Yes. Yes. Alternatively, twitch.tv slash wizard. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Also works Our secret for link. reasons we do not understand. Yeah. Yeah, and just
1: a reminder, we are going to be live streaming a ton of the games from Wizard Jam 4, the Idle Thumbs Community Game Jam, this Saturday on our Twitch channel at idlethumbs.casino. That's Saturday, Ju- July. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh-oh. Saturday, Good- January 28th. 28th. Yeah. Probably around noon Pacific yeah, time. Around there, sometime. We'll now, announce so. it on our Twitter feed, which you can get to at idlethumbs.twitterfeed. <laughs> True. True. At twitter.com slash idle thumbs. Mm-hmm. Um, so keep an eye on that on those tweets. I will. Um, but also just show up around noon. There's probably going to be a bunch of garbage of us messing up the feed and breaking
0: everything before we start. So there'll be plenty of time to catch up. That's true. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, again, you can send us email at questions at idlethumbs.net about whatever bullshit, I suppose. Um, and we will be back for idle thumbs 300. Oh shit. The future of. Death Racing. Yeah. <laughs> death Race 300. Death Race, death Race was 300. Was <laughs> death, death, death Race 300. Death Race 300. I can't wish I could do that guy's voice. Oh, the like sugar and water. Yeah, But like, yeah.
3: <laughs> sugar and yeah. It's hard. It's, hard. it's <laughs> More. <laughs> it's a fucking hard voice to it's really do. Hard. Yeah.
1: More. It's just because like, it's like a weird Southern accent, kind of as well as like the like. <laughs> right.
0: Well, the part that I always that always sticks out to me is like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sugar. I can't do it. <laughs> Bye, everyone.
2: Bye.